For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I read the Atlanta Journal Constitution article. The thing about that article that's interesting to me is that Georgia Power has not filed anything with the commission yet. So I can't understand really what it is that they need or what they seek to do. Trisha Pridemore on the Georgia Public Service Commission, with whom we spoke a few days ago. We'll speak with one of her colleagues this morning. Uh, and she's referencing there, and it was my question. Uh, the AJC wrote a piece uh, 10 days ago, quoting the Georgia Public, or the Georgia Power Company, I should say, quoting the Georgia Power Company saying, yeah, we got to find new sources for electricity and sooner than we realized. Uh, Trisha Pridemore is like, what? That's news to me. Uh, why haven't they said anything to us? Tim Eccles on the Georgia Public Service Commission in studio with us this morning. Anybody say anything to you about this? Well, yeah, I mean, Tim, there's a lot of crypto mining facilities and data centers coming to our state because our power relatively is so cheap. And uh, other states are turning them away. So I was in Washington, Georgia, Wilkes County the other day, and there's a, there's a, a crypto facility out there that uses, like, a hundred times more power than the city of Washington uses. So we've got these people coming and they're asking for power and the utility is trying to get ready, get ready for this. And we forever, we haven't had an uptick in usage, but now all of a sudden with Hyundai and Rivian and crypto, this and Bitcoin, that uh, we, we just got, more request and we want to be able to serve them well let me let me okay dumbest guy in the room here public profession of ignorance but but let me go ahead and put this out there my understanding of of cryptocurrency is is that this is all virtual i didn't realize until recently that there's actually a physical component to this you go as you just indicated you go pull stuff out of the ground you're mining for this stuff all right give me give me crypto 101 here like i'm the dumbest guy in the room crypto 101 chicken coop a chicken coop, mm-hmm. it looks like a chicken coop, with 25,000 computers in rural Washington, Georgia, running 24-7, mining seven Bitcoins per day, netting them about 30 grand per Bitcoin, using a million dollars of electricity per month, using, using what it would take on a little 10-acre... Imagine a Walmart with this parking lot, mm-hmm. and you set chicken coops on that parcel using 50 times the amount of electricity the Walmart would use. That's what crypto is. Wow. And, and we're talking about it as, as somewhere like you just pointed out, someplace like Washington Wilkes County. Yeah. Over there behind Robert Toombs' house, uh, <laughs> you know, is, is this facility that is helping the city of Washington. Mm. Why? Because the crypto company, Brightstar, publicly traded, came in there and uh, they built the substation. They built the interconnection. They put up the bond. I mean, there's no risk for Washington. It's a it's a wonderful source of revenue that's going to help that city. You know, as long as Bitcoin mining is in existence. All right. So, what does Georgia Power do? And as far as you're concerned, what should the Georgia Public Service Commission do? Well, I think we need to keep providing the power, Tim. I mean, I've said all along this was my objection to the whole clean power plan way back during Obama's time. Is that there are these people out there that are anti-growth. They're anti-prosperity. Uh, and 
I know that electricity means prosperity. If I can supply the power to the manufacturer coming in, we're going to help with jobs. We're going to help with tax revenue. We're going to increase the tax digest. Uh, and we we need to be able to supply the power. All right. Well, we just flipped the switch on one reactor at Vogel, another sometime within the next few months. Does this get us any closer to there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's, it, I mean when we started those reactors, we didn't really need need that much power. We knew down the road we would need it. We didn't know. There, were, there wasn't any crypto mining back then. Right. We, we didn't know that all of this stuff was going to be coming about. But we're sitting pretty. That's how I describe mm-hmm. it. We're sitting pretty right now. And Georgia Power simply wants to be prepared for the future. So they're going out to the market and just seeing what's out there. Well, may- that's that's the concern here, Tim Eccles, Georgia Public Service Commission. Well, we didn't see crypto coming. No way to have seen it coming. We don't know what the next thing is and the thing after that. Well, we kind of do. Really? We, we kind of know that that we got 40,000 EVs. I, I just bought my seventh EV <laughs> this past weekend. Uh, so I traded in one and got another one. We know that if we're going to electrify buses and trucks and cars and and we're going to get to a million, let's say, by 2030, which is Georgia Power's projection, we're going to need a lot more electricity. And we just can't sit here and say and deny this, that we won't need this infrastructure. I mean, it's, it's one thing when people you know, say, oh, yeah, how great it would be to have all this EV stuff, but you can't do it without the power behind it and the infrastructure, the transformer, the poles, the cabling, all of that is required and all of it costs money. Tim Eccles on the Georgia Public Service Commission. To go down this rabbit hole again for a quick moment here, the EVs, you're, you're driving around in your second one, you said? Seventh. Seventh, I'm sorry. Seventh. seventh. I got a note from UGA two or three weeks ago. Uh, they get some grant money, I forget now who, federal grant money. Mm-hmm. I got to use this, uh, we're going to buy some new electric buses. Their, their fleet uh, converting to electric buses down there at the university. And I, I, the exact numbers escape me. Something like mm, 800 eight million dollars i should say uh, and uga says that'll enable us to buy seven of these things and i started doing math here and I'm gonna, whatever the numbers were it came out to about nine hundred thousand dollars for one of these things nine hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars yeah they're expensive and the school buses are three times what a diesel school bus is uh and it you know and they're they're complicated machines. I mean, they're they're not necessarily lower maintenance. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're under warranty and all of that. So you're getting a a new product, but it's an image, it's an image, Tim. And not every not every county wants it. Maybe a Forsyth County or a ruby red Republican County may not want anything to do with EV buses. But these blue these blue cities, these blue universities. They very much want well, to be. I'm not that interested in the image. I'm, I'm uh-huh. interested in the substance. Well, I mean, is this is this good for us? Is it fiscally responsible? I heard a report the other day. EVs in general, and I know you know this. They are heavier than than little SUV that I drive. They're a lot heavier, and and there are a lot there are a lot of things that come with that, including of all things, wear and tear on tires. Not to mention wear and tear on the roads, but wear and tear on the tires, which as they disintegrate, all the chemicals that go into a tire are pumped out of the atmosphere and actually become, in some respects, less environmentally healthy than the more. Conventional vehicle. Look, you're sitting here across this microphone from a guy who is on his seventh vehicle. And I'm telling you, EVs have lower maintenance. EVs have lower fuel cost. I mean, you're paying two sixty three a gallon if you filled up over here at Sam's, maybe I'm paying about twenty three cent a gallon. 
uh, on mine. And my tires are not wearing out like that. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know where you're reading this stuff out there, but it, it's it's not accurate. These things are so they're not, not heavier up tires. You know, well. Yeah, maybe well, if they're they are heavier. A that would bit. mean more weight on but, the tires, look, which would wear them out faster, but, would it not? But, but the weight is distributed differently, right? It's not in the very front of the car. These batteries are sitting kind of like a skateboard. They're kind of down down in the bottom there, and you know it it is fairly balanced. I, I don't I don't really see this from my experience about this increased tire wear. Right, uh, Tim Eccles, Georgia Public Service Commission. I think America is a freedom country, freedom people, and about Savannah, uh, I like trees. It's very beautiful. Uh, I like people because all people smiles. Yeah, the man's not from around here, I don't think. Uh, no, he's actually Ukrainian. Tim Eccles, who is this guy? Yeah, he's a power company executive. He was uh, getting an award at a at a power magazine conference in savannah i interviewed him for my radio show tim i couldn't help but just be reminded of how america has come to the aid of people around this planet who were seeking freedom whether it's my granddad fighting in you know germany or or korea uh, the work that we've done in in vietnam other places uh, this is what we do we we come to the aid of the people seeking freedom tim eccles on the georgia public service commission brings us to this uh, your piece uh, dated friday of last week marauders in israel uh, tim eccles from the georgia public service commission writes uh, in the marietta daily journal uh, and I've, I've been reading this in the, over the course of commercial breaks through the morning here uh, unabashed I'm going to say that word, and you can you can walk it back as far as you feel the need to. But I'm going to call this uh, full-throated support for Israel and its ongoing struggles with Hamas. Yeah, no no surprise there, right? I'm an evangelical, and uh, evangelicals love Israel. I mean, you know, we we read about Israel every week in the Bible. Well, but right? let me let me stop you right there because uh-huh. I'm an evangelical too. Uh-huh. And and I'm concerned. I've been critical of all the, the crazy radical leftist college students who are exposing themselves daily as being anti-Semitic. I'm picking up some of that over on the right and from the evangelical right. And and it goes like this. Uh, this is their jumping off point. Well, you know, the Israel since 1948 is not the Israel that we read about in the Bible. And, and that's what I'm hearing from the evangelical right, or at least some of them. Yeah, that's crazy. That That's crazy. The you just have to go over there one time and go into one of these towns and see just how uh, how fragile their life is. You know, I mean, in, in that Sarot community just across from Gaza, I was I was there. I met with the IDF people and they showed me this room full of missiles. And I mean, they got a little soccer field there. And when the alarm sounds, when the siren sounds, you got 15 seconds to get off the soccer field under the shelter. Uh, and everybody has a safe room in their house. And you saw photos, Tim, of of the you know Hamas guys coming over, going in, and when they couldn't get into the safe room that a person had, they just burned their house down. Uh, but I mean, Israelis have a gas mask in in every one of these safe rooms, and these people live live this way. And we know nothing about this kind of fragility of life. And uh, and to the evangelicals' argument, I, I mean, yeah, Jerusalem's sitting right there. Uh, you know, everything that we know about it is right there, and uh, we don't know how God's going to bring about, you know, uh, 
things in the end times exactly, but hey, just read the f- last few pages of your Bible today if you, if you need something to do. Tim Eccles on the Georgia Public Service Commission, uh, a, a, a more pragmatic concern that, that we will all have, uh, whether like you, you drive an electric car, me, I'm still putting gas in mine. Uh, we're going to be concerned. We're going to look and see if we don't see energy price spikes coming out of this. Yeah, probably so. It always happens when there's some kind of Middle Eastern conflict uh so i mean just when governor kemp's bringing the price back down i think you're going to see see it go back up and i mean israel hasn't sent the bulldozers and tanks in yet i'm i'm not sure what they're waiting on other than to get their ducks in a row and make sure that they soften things up so their guys aren't sniped you know uh or or have some kind of you know handheld you know, tank busters shooting their tanks. Uh, uh, some suggestion that that maybe that Israel is trying to starve them out. I mean, they're they're not going anywhere now. Israel's got the place surrounded. Uh, the, the, the Hamas will not let the people in Gaza leave. Egypt wouldn't take them anyway, nor would any of these other countries over there. And some thinking that maybe okay, just just wait them out, starve them out. They, they, they cut off the fuel, cut off the to the extent that they were getting fuel. And my understanding is that's kind of overstated the electricity. And you've been there. My understanding is Tim Eccles on the Georgia Public Service Commission. Uh, actually, very small percentage of electricity in Gaza comes from Israel. Well, I saw a power plant that Israel had supplying power, but I mean, those people are mostly in the dark now, and I'm sure they're blocking cell phone signals as well, Tim, because this is what got Israel in trouble to begin with. Now, I mean, the root cause analysis has come kind of come out on how they got across the fence, uh, you know, with, uh, with the drone that destroyed the cell phone tower infrastructure that shot out the cameras that were on the fence, which allowed them to operate remote control machine guns. Well, all of those were knocked out, so all Hamas had to do was clip the fence and come on across, and Israel was totally blind uh, because of a cell phone I mean, that's kind of the equivalent in some respects, and I know people make these comparisons. It's it's almost like 9-11, one of the most horrific things that we can relate to, and and proportionally this is far worse, by the way, in terms of population. But but, uh, people with box cutters. Yeah. That, that's what brought down jets and, and killed thousands of people and upended everything. And in this instance, it, it's, it's people with, with the capacity to knock down a cell phone tower. Nothing particularly high tech about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love technology, but this, this is case in point of where humans are absolutely required. Tim Eccles on the Georgia Public Service Commission. What should, in your view, and again, I will point people to, and in fact, I'll link this uh, at some point, your piece in the Marietta Daily Journal. Uh, what do you want our government to do? Well, and I'm not a congressman, though one day I would love to be one if, if the ever opportunity ever opens for me to do that. But uh, it's, I would love to hear the president say, if one of these hostages, <laughs> if one of these hostages is harmed in any way, we're going to start destroying oil refineries in Iran. I, mean, I would love to see him be that aggressive and absolutely scare Iran to death. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. But, and you are, you're not one of these, and nor am I. You're, you're not hesitating to place blame where it lies here. This isn't Hamas operating independently in your estimation. This is clearly an action of Iran. Yeah, I think, I think it, it, it has to be. These people... These people don't have a lot of resources over there in the little Gaza Strip. This place is only the size of Manhattan. This is not a this is not a super high tech place over there. They I, they had to have help. Tim Eccles on the Georgia Public Service Commission made a little news a second ago. Hey, someday I'd like to be in Congress. Let's put you there now, and and you got to deal with this this House Speaker business. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, these guys, these guys are are are, are looking bad up there. I, I I mean, they they have got to come together. Sometimes you have to hold your nose and you you take the second best thing that you wanted or the third best thing that you wanted. I you know I'm I would be happy with McCarthy. I would be happy with Jim Jordan. I would be happy with Austin Scott for goodness mm. sakes. Uh, do you see this working itself out anytime soon? I mean, we're hearing now, you're hearing Republicans now, Turner being one of them, Mike Turner, that, that well, maybe we got to cut a deal with the Democrats. The only way I see that ending is with a Democrat in the House Speaker's seat. No, I think the whole Israel thing is going to help the Republicans get their act together. I think they'll, I think by the end of the week, they'll have a speaker. Well, and, I mean, the Israel thing's been going on for close to 10 days now, and, and we went through all last week, votes and votes over the weekend, and Austin Scott in there for a minute, and that, that didn't happen that, that, yeah, yet. Yeah, Get red hot. It's going to get red hot because just like it always happens, the left pivots to the Palestinians and they want to show the footage and they want to start, you know, getting out the Kleenex box, you know, and 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 blaming Israel for you know for this and asking for a restraint. And Israel needs to absolutely go in there and uh, and, and and eliminate Hamas forever. Would that mean, and I know the president's out there cautioning against this, would that mean Israeli occupation of Gaza? Yeah, I think so. I think, I, I think that's probably the only way that they can, they can do it, and that's going to cost them an absolute fortune. It's going to result in some, some stuff like we saw in Afghanistan or Iraq where, you know, where we've got IDs or you know, snipers mm-hmm. or whatever, but I think that's just going to be the cost of keeping oh, these guys down. Massive amount of political capital as well. Yeah, and I mean, they've got the money. They've got the money. They've got the resources to do it. But do they have the political capital? I mean, that's, that's I think, the bigger If we'll question. leave them alone, if we'll <laughs> leave them alone and not shame them, and hopefully we won't be shaming them for doing this. And that comes down to largely who's in charge, who's in the administration, and who's doing the speaking. And, and, and you're going to hear in the coming days, my prediction anyway, Tim Eccles, you're gonna, a lot of what we're hearing from the left anyway, predictably from the, mm-hmm. the big papers and the, the media and the college activists and the rest of it, you're going to start to hear that echoed mm-hmm. in, in the administration would be my concern. I mean, whoever wrote the Biden speech and the Blinken speech, it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Those were great speeches and speeches are one thing action is another let's let's hope that they follow through tim eccles on the georgia public service commission as always good stuff i should always won't let you get out of here without plugging the show uh, you mentioned it earlier energy matters eight o'clock saturday mornings here on wgau and elsewhere around the state yeah yeah we're in macon uh, savannah brunswick and on every podcast platform folks can just go to where we get the podcast type in energy matters with commissioner eccles and we'll push it out to you you've been doing Tuesday. this for a minute now too yeah about four years wow Hanging in there. Tim Eccles, Georgia Public Service Commission. Always good stuff. Thanks for dropping by this morning. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.